0: It's Friday, October 5th, and from the Pennsylvania Environmental Council, this is Pennsylvania Legacies. I'm Josh Rollerson. Trail planners have a saying, the toughest parts of any project are the first mile and the last mile. But that part in the middle can be tricky, too, especially when it's a big, ambitious project with lots of moving parts. Take the Industrial Heartland Trails Coalition, for example. Just a few years in, the partnership is already about halfway to its goal of creating a 1,500-mile network of trails covering four states. But with every mile added, things get a little more complicated.
1: Sometimes our successes are also our biggest challenges.
0: We'll hear how the more than 100 organizations and agencies comprising the I Heart Trails Coalition are meeting those challenges ahead on this episode. Let's take a little road trip now to Morgantown, West Virginia, and the 2018 Industrial Heartland Trails Coalition Summit. Peck was there, along with partners from all over western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio, northern West Virginia, and southern New York, areas that will be linked together in a massive web of multi-use trails when the coalition's shared vision is finally realized. I chatted with a few of the conferees about what they and their organizations are getting out of the collaboration.
2: Hi, I'm Ned Williams, uh, Vice President of the Montour Trail Council uh, in the area around Pittsburgh, PA.
0: What brings you to Morgantown today?
2: Well, I've been uh, interested in a larger uh, network of trails and the development of a larger network of trails for a number of years. This particular effort got started about five years ago, and it's uh, come along to this point, and the uh, beginning of what is now called the Industrial Heartlands Trail Coalition, uh, which is aiming to do a large-scale network of trails throughout uh, western Pennsylvania, eastern Ohio, West Virginia, western New York, western Maryland. We're a, a sort of a suburban trail that uh, goes around the s- western and southern uh, periphery of Pittsburgh, so we'd sort of be an inner, inner loop of the network.
0: What are you hearing from? What are you learning from uh, colleagues from other areas uh, this week? Well, just lots of things about
2: uh, building trails, maintaining trails, uh, uh, building relationships uh, with communities is particularly important because we connect together a lot of communities, we connect together a lot of parks, we connect to other trail systems, building out a local network of and into a regional network of a way to get to uh, nice places to be and to see. In this region, the, uh, the great leader way out ahead of everything on this was the Great Allegheny Passage, which connected Pittsburgh to Washington, D.C., and proved that uh, such long-range connections were possible. Now the idea is uh, that that's a, a well-known, but it, it's a corridor, and now looking at uh, broadening that into an entire network that uh, extends to lots of other cities and other places as well.
0: Can you think of anything that's been especially valuable or maybe something that you would like to see that you haven't yet uh, out, of, out of a gathering like this? What do you hope to take away? Techniques on building partnerships, uh, how
2: to reach out to people, how to reach out to communities and other organizations, get them interested, get them involved, uh, get them to understand the values of community connections and what that can bring to them and, how this can result in, in partnerships that do high level of public good for everyone.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Ned.
2: Okay. Good day.
1: I'm Andrea Ireland with the National Park Service Rivers Trails Conservation Assistance Program. I work with the project support team of the Industrial Heartland Trails Coalition, sharing the 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 benefits and the challenges of um, working in trails and leveraging all of the trails in the network um, for the good of all of the trails.
0: So what what does that look like? What's an example?
1: Well, I think that there's been great opportunity to share information, um, to inspire each other, and to realize that we're not in this alone, but there are tremendous benefits in learning from others about how they have succeeded um, or maybe how they have not succeeded and how we can carry that back to our own trails, our own communities, our own situations and um, make it work And as a whole trails network as well. So,
0: so you mentioned challenges. What are the kind of the challenges people are are dealing with? Is there a persistent theme in there?
1: Well, there's always the the challenge of funding. How do we get these things funding funded? But also planning. Um, the if if trail planning were easy, it would all be done already. So what we're ending up with are gaps where trails are not complete where they don't make connections because there's some difficulty whether it is funding or topography or um, a municipality that doesn't want trails in their area or uh, private landowners so there's there's a lot of places where those connections can't be made and when you're looking at a over 1400 mile network of off-road multi-purpose trails there's a lot of potential for Connections that aren't being made, uh, but we're being fairly successful because it's nearly fifty percent complete. That's ambitious. What's
0: your biggest takeaway? What have you learned?
1: There's power in networking that that um, we can all learn from each other, and I think one of the things that is important about iHeart Trails is the relationships. You know making those connections across state lines, county lines, over boundaries, over rivers, um, but the relationships that we form here. And we're all wanting to do the same good type of thing. What else
0: can you tell me about the like the status of the larger IHTC project? You said 50% of the way done. What's the next year look like?
1: Well, you know, we've done a, a fairly good job of dividing up into corridors. Uh, so we have... I think five corridors, and now we're moving towards how can we leverage that or implement the rest of the um, undeveloped trails. Sometimes our successes are also our biggest challenges, so if we're making those connections across state lines, how do we get dot's departments of transportation to work together because they have different rules or how do we um have the same kinds of policies or not restrictions but um parameters on where you can build how you build what your funding sources determines how you build as well
0: your biggest successes are your biggest challenges can you expand on that you just mean like by growing bigger the scale of the problems gets bigger
1: Yes, I, I think so. Um, and in the exercises that we've been doing, we've identified you know, that we we get this piece of trail open, but then it leads to the next piece of trail. Or it becomes so popular, the trail becomes so popular that then we have a capacity issue. If you build it, they will come, and they come in force, and then there's not enough room for people on the trail. Everybody wants to connect their trails into your successful trail. And... So you have capacity issues, and how that relates to the experience of people utilizing those trails. The strength of this coalition is in its members. It's not just the project support team that coordinates an effort like this summit, but um, the work that will be done by everybody to make it happen. Well, thanks, Andrea. Thank
3: you.
4: Doug Waite, president of Ohio Valley Trail Partners based in Wheeling, West Virginia. Our group's purpose and mission is to connect trails uh, and to interrelate the history of the trails and the regions to try to get communities connected Currently, we have a goal to connect the last eight miles of the northern panhandle of West Virginia, which will then connect Wheeling all the way to Washington, D.C., 430 contiguous miles. We think at this point, if that's done soon, uh, it will be the longest interconnected rail trail system in North America. Then we jump into Ohio.
0: What's the value of getting together with people that do similar work in other places? It's a very good question. You find the same problems. You find,
4: you find solutions in some cases, but oftentimes it's a continuation of the problems, and so you end up working together. You create a support network so that uh, when you run into more trouble, you now can go through your old, I'm old enough to remember, Rolodex. And uh, go through the Rolodex and recognize, wait a minute, we can call this person who has contact with this person and so on. And in that sense, you hope you can make some connections and make it
0: work. What do you make of the, the sessions that you've sat in on so far? Any interesting takeaways?
4: Yes, in in, in the sense that when you, you, you glean things, you, you find jewels in the rough sometimes, diamonds in the rough. Uh, c- because basically they're, they're, they're speaking from where they are and when when we can't relate to everything they are, like big cities versus West Virginia, the poor state, but you'll find things that, hey, we never even thought about going in that direction. Let's go in that area. They're also very good in communication with you. That's what they're here for.
0: Uh, You mentioned uh, some of the unique challenges you're dealing with in your region, having to do with uh, railway access.
4: Yes. Uh, Our areas, and getting our last eight miles, they're A lot of these folks have been able to use old abandoned rail beds, which was the history of our whole region. When when rails pulled up back in the 1980s, um, you know, those things were left and maybe they weren't taken over by rail trail groups. So we have to find other ways to get there. That means sharing state roads. That means developing side areas and paths, as our gentleman mentioned here this morning. You have, to be, uh, you have to be flexible and go in some other direction sometime. The toughest part, Josh, is to get people on board, and that includes community leaders, elected officials who have no interest in this area. West Virginia ranks so high in so many bad categories in terms of health and what have you. And we're fighting that, especially all over, but in the northern panhandle as well. We wish we could get more support from people we don't have, and oftentimes these people are elected and we're not a priority. So it's tough.
0: Do you work with the, the state transportation authority as much?
4: Yes, we work with the Department of Highways when we can. Um, each, each community has what's called an MPO, and, and we're working with our MPO. You have to use those to get federal funding. So you have to have organizations that are recognized, and and then then now you have a a legitimacy. And so uh, we have to work with those. They're supportive. They're not a mainstream. We're not a mainstream yet because, let's face it, auto-tratos and and that sort of connection is number one with a lot of these. But we're growing, and that's key. The trails are growing. People are becoming more active on them, and we have to support. We have to get it moving.
0: Is there anything in particular you'd like to see for future conferences or, or sort of unmet needs still that this, something like this could help meet? That's an outstanding question, Josh. I would say, yes, bring political
4: people in who are currently in office. Bring city leaders and community leaders in and not just... I mean, sometimes we're speaking to the choir, and that doesn't work as well unless you get those people. It's tough for them to come in because once interest levels may not be there, but yet they're representing, they're elected officials. And if we could get more of them involved and maybe include get them more inclusive, that would help as well. And all communities, we need to keep involved.
0: What do those people that are not necessarily in the trail world, maybe encompassing elected officials, maybe not, but what, what do outsiders need to understand about the trail business?
4: They need to understand how it impacts and improves the, 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 the health and the the social and economic improvements of all all the region. Thanks so much, Doug. Thank you, Josh.
3: Courtney Marinich, Director of Trail Development with Friends of the Riverfront.
0: So, Pittsburgh?
3: Yes, in Allegheny County. Friends of the Riverfront uh, maintains, stewards, and develops the 24 miles of the Three Rivers Heritage Trail within uh, the Pittsburgh, the greater Pittsburgh region of Allegheny County. Um, so we actually get volunteers out to maintain the trail that we have. And then my job particularly is about expanding the trail extension from Millville, Pennsylvania to Freeport. We'll connect to the greater Erie to Pittsburgh Trail as well as the mainline Canal Greenway.
0: So uh, what are some of the challenges you're dealing with in that work, and have you gained any insights from this week that that you think might help?
3: Um, So some of the challenges that we face um, in Allegheny County, um, we have a very – complicated landscape. We still have active industry, active railroad, um, and but we're trying to build a trail and incorporate it so we can con- reconnect our users to the river. Um, so that's the biggest challenge that we have. But, you know, working a part of larger systems such as the Area to Pittsburgh and the Industrial Heartlands Trail Coalition, it does help bring more partners in that can help us navigate those challenges like we have with the railroads or with a big industry company um, to get that through. And then also you know, in these smaller communities, um, making that picture for them that, you know, this isn't just about the local connection that they can make, you know, which is really important. It's also about the larger long distance connection that they can have and about reestablishing maybe the economy in their town as post industrial or post coal, you know, to bring other users in and learn about their local heritage and their local history.
0: What do you, broadly speaking, is the value of, of an event like this? What can you learn from people doing similar work in other locations?
3: Um, so the value I find with uh, events like this is you do get to really meet with other people that have maybe similar problems. Um, so like us, as a, you know, our, most of our trails in the city of Pittsburgh, we work with an MOU with the city. And you know, I, I found another city today that has a similar situation, and they have a, a better MOU than we have. And it, that's a great thing for us as we go actually into start negotiating our MOU with our city of you know how can we better position ourselves as the trail group and as the maintainers of these trails so you, know, you wouldn 't get that experience if we kind of all stayed in our own corners. You know coming to events like this really uh, opens us up and uh, really re- connects us together as a unit and as a coalition. Well, thank you so much well, thank you.
0: Ned Williams, Andrea Ireland, Doug Waite, and Courtney Marinich, a few of the voices at this year's Industrial Heartland Trails Coalition Summit in Morgantown. Learn all about IHTC at ihearttrails.org.